Happy Friday, Wildcat fans, and you are listening to Locked On Wildcats. We are going to go coach by coach over the past uh, four or five years. Look at the hires. <coughs> excuse me. Look at the hires. Look where everything's at <clears throat> and see what the future will hold. Let's get started here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. There has been a flurry of hires. Over the last uh, four years in the Arizona Athletic Department, we're going to look at the four main ones, including the two huge ones, and <clears throat> sorry about that. We're um, and go with uh, where Arizona grades out on all of these. Now, first, we got to address the elephant in the room, and that is Arizona basketball. And this is a good elephant that we're happy is in the room. Um, it's impossible not to look at Tommy Lloyd and say he's been an A plus hire. Now, granted. The NCAA tournament has left much to be desired. Actually, I'll go A because of that. But overall, Lloyd uh, in his first year took a team or a, a program that hadn't won a tournament game in five years to the NCAA tournament as a number one seed. Yes, they lost in the Sweet 16 to uh, Houston. Um, and this past year, I thought Arizona was a top 20 to 25 team, something like that. But Arizona certainly out uh, uh, outperformed that, getting all the way to a number two seed. Now you could say to yourself, "Well, you know what they out, they got uh, uh, they were outperformed by Princeton." Yes, that is absolutely um, that is absolutely uh, part of the equa- part of the equation right there. And there's nothing that you can really say that um, is going to dissuade that. Arizona got handled by Princeton, no doubt about it. Um, but, uh, I think what you, uh, Tommy Lloyd also did was, um, he was able to, he was able to basically put in there and show that, um, I can win with a variety of different players. They don't necessarily need to be superstars. And again, because again, if you watch this team, what some of their, uh, what some of their shortcomings were, were that, um, they were not a very tough team and they were not physically physically super gifted and they didn't really have the uh they didn't really have the uh type of team that could just uh with a guy that just embraced the big moment right there they just didn't have that and so that was something that um uh that was something that i think you need to look at and say that that's a uh, something that arizona needs to address and i think that it will be addressed because honestly there is a uh, uh, this team. You just go position by position. You look at uh, Pella, You look at uh, guys that I think Arizona expected to be big time contributors, <coughs> and you know, Pella, uh, Pella Larson was good, but Pella Larson I don't think it was what Tommy Lloyd thought. Azulis Tabellis put up the numbers, but he also is a guy that just as we've talked about many times, generally just isn't a dude that wants it in a big spot right there. Um, so that's, uh, that's kind of where uh, you're at with, uh, that, but Tommy Lloyd though, overall, 
I don't know many to coaches in the country that would have been able to take that team to a number uh, to a number two seed. So, and again, because it's a team that I'm not sure has any future pros on it. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but I don't look at that team and say, man, there's a pro, there's a pro, there's a pro. And generally on the great Arizona teams, you look at it and you're like, there's a pro, there's a pro, there's a pro, there's a pro. So Tommy Lloyd gets an A. Now, the next step for Tommy Lloyd is that he needs to be able to um, – he needs to be able to get better players in here. Now, again, he's had good players for sure. But like we talked about yesterday, in the transfer portal, um, you got to be able to get difference makers. And there's no reason that you can't get difference makers. Um, one thing about this team is that uh, with the, with these squads, uh, you should be able to get guys that are athletic, that can shoot. Uh, you know, guys that can score are a dime a dozen. Um and if they can't score, then um, that becomes, uh, you know, that becomes an issue. But again, I have faith that Tommy Lloyd's going to be able to do that. All great coaches have to find, you know, some chinks in their armor and they've got to be able to recalibrate to a certain degree. And I think Tommy Lloyd will do just that. I have full faith in Tommy Lloyd to be able to do that. But again, Tommy Lloyd gets an A. All right. Now, let's, so uh, we're going to twist or go back and forth between the, uh, the revenue to the non-revenue sports right here. Uh, let's talk some Arizona softball. Um, we all know that when you follow a legend like Mike Candrea, um, that's going to be a, you know, that's going to be, that's never easy, uh, you know, at all. That's really, uh, that's that's never easy. Uh, I think we know that. But the thing that you got going for you is uh, um, it, it, you still have Arizona's tradition, but Arizona isn't what it used to be when I was growing up. Basically, Arizona or UCLA split uh, split off winning national championships. That isn't the case anymore, and I'm not sure that that will be the case. But Arizona has definitely fallen off. I don't think that there's any doubt about that. Um, Mike Andrea, just like any coach that's probably the greatest ever in his profession, uh, earned the right to be able to um, earned the right to be able to uh, say who he wanted to be able to recruit or uh, as his next coach, and he chose Caitlin Lowe. So, again, I can't really grade Caitlin Lowe. I mean, I'm going to give her a C so far, but this is something that I don't think you'll fully know for about three or four years because keep in mind, and this is with all due respect to the GOAT, Arizona had fallen off under Candrea as well, so you need to remember that. Um, but – uh, it starts with Caitlin Lowe is she's got to be able to recruit. She's got to be able to get pitching in here. And if you can't get pitching in here, then we've seen in the landscape of college or college softball that that can be a little, uh, that can be tenuous that um, Arizona should still feels like it still should be a top 10 program right now. You're kind of hanging around in the top 25, but it doesn't really feel like you're super relevant. Um, and again, but you got to be able to get pitchers. You got to be able to get that next level because think about so many of those great Arizona uh, coach uh, uh, pitching staffs. You know, between Taryn Mowat, between Nancy Evans, can go on and on and on down the uh, line. You always had got you always had players that were stoppers out there. Arizona doesn't have those stoppers right now, and so maybe you know maybe a, a player like a Sydney Summerdike becomes that. But, you know, she's also a freshman at this stage. So that's a lot to uh, rely on. 
And they've also had some bad luck. You know, you get the Oklahoma transfer a couple years ago, and she turns out not to be very good. Uh, Kenzie Fowler has a litany of injuries that occur for her. So, again, there's Arizona softball has hit some bad luck right now. I don't think that, uh, you know, we're breaking any news right there. But you got to start trending up, though. And, again, this year is what it is. But I think by year three with Caitlin Lowe, you got to get back into that top 15 consistent realm. And, Again, uh, and preferably closer to the top 10 because there's no reason that Arizona softball should not be able to be in that uh, in that stratosphere right there. There's just, I mean, again, there's just no reason that it shouldn't be. So that's kind of where it's at there. It, it's also a hard hire to really grade because this was Mike Andrea's hire, you know, with all due respect, like I said, to uh, Hiki, to Robbins, uh, Andrea, kind of like Mike Krzyzewski, has uh, uh, he has earned his right to be able to uh, be able to choose who he wants to choose out there. Um, and, um, you know, so again, we'll, we'll find out, but the, uh, you know, this is obviously Candrea's, uh, this is obviously something that Candrea was invested in more than uh, pretty much anybody else because, well, you know, of what he was able to do with the program. So, I think if you're Arizona, you're hoping that he can, uh, that this hire will work out. Um, but again, it's very much uh, to be determined at this point. But again, it's not, and I, I don't want to throw, you know, fire here uh, because again, at the end of the day, this is still a, a hire that has a real a potential of working out. Okay. Now, uh, another one that does not look so good right now is Chip Hale. Um, now, this was an Arizona hire. This was something that was a little bit unique, though, because boosters wanted Chip Hale. Um, so, but again, I'm not going to absolve the athletic department from, uh, you know, from credit or from guilt on this one, because at the end of the day, you still made the hire with Chip Hale. Now, I thought Chip Hale was fine in his first year, to be honest with you. Um, I, I know a lot of people complained, but again, he was, what, 39 and 25, had a, an above 500 record in conference. Uh, made the postseason, didn't go anywhere, obviously, but I was okay with what Chip Hale did. I really was. Um, but uh, this year has obviously been a huge step back now, and there's been some real questionable decisions. I Again, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on baseball, but retaining Dave Wan, I think, was an interesting decision because I don't know that anybody really views him as a guy that's going to be able to get uh, anybody over the – get you over the hump right there. Um, again, I don't look at Dave Lawn as that, uh, I don't look at Dave Lawn as that type of player. Um, uh, now with, uh, or excuse me, as that type of coach, but again, you got to try to make it work. Uh, and the pitching, the pitching staff has been absolutely atrocious. Now you had a really, really, really good pitching coach here just recently and you let him go. So Dave Lawn comes in here. Now, before that, let's talk about FanDuel real quick and we'll get right back to Arizona baseball. But FanDuel, FanDuel.com backslash locked on. That is the place to be. Now, you can bet all kinds of different stuff. You can bet in-game. You can bet out-of-game. Uh, you can bet props. You can bet, again, you can bet pretty much anything you want here at FanDuel. And, again, right now you got basketball, or excuse me, you got NBA. You've got uh, you got baseball. You've got, uh, you know, you've got UFC, you got hockey, you got a lot of different things. And then you obviously you got football peeking at you around the corner as well. So again, check it out. FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. All right. Or locked on. Excuse me. We will take a quick, quick break. We'll be right back with you. 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now back to Chip Hale um, and the recruiting again. It's very difficult because there isn't a 24-7 per se for uh, high school baseball recruiting. I don't know how reliable perfect game is, but um, as we know in baseball recruiting, it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a mixed bag right there. You've got to get um, you want to get players that are really really good, but you also don't want to get the Delman Youngs who are going to be the first pick in the draft and lose them as well. So again, that is not something that uh, that is something that you also always have to take into account with. Uh, uh, Arizona or with baseball recruiting that you don't have to take into account with uh, basketball or football recruiting. Um, but right now, I think it's impossible to give any uh, Chip Hale anything more than a C minus. Last year, I was fine with what he did; thought it was a B. But they've regressed in a big way this year, and retaining Dave Lawn does not look like a, a great move right there. So again, I'm giving him a C minus. Jury's still out, but again, he's not. Uh, Chip is certainly not trending in the right direction right now. All right, now let's get to somebody that I was totally wrong on. Jed Fish. When Jed Fish was hired by the University of Arizona, I thought it was a bizarre hire. Um, you looked at his resume and you're like, all right, well, he's been to about 35 different spots in the last three years, never stays anywhere, doesn't really get interviewed for head coaching positions. Um, yeah, what are we doing here? Um, but Jed and Jed Fish came in and he said all the right things immediately. You know, he said, I'm going to engage the alumni. Nobody's going to out recruit us, all of that. Um, but we've heard this before. Uh, we've heard this um, from uh, uh, Kevin Sumlin. We heard this from Rich Rodriguez. We have heard this before. Unlike those two, Jed Fish has actually fallen through or uh, followed through on it, though. Uh, he has engaged the alumni and he has put together a staff of recruiters that recruit incredibly well. Now, his first real class that he brought in was a top 25 national class that you're still seeing them bear the fruits of that labor. Now, the last two classes haven't been as highly rated, but at this stage, though, I think it's fair to say that we know that uh, Jed Fish has a uh, – um, he and his staff are able to evaluate players at a pretty remarkably high – at a pretty pretty high level, I mean, if we're being honest about this. Um, there was a bunch of guys that kind of looked, for lack of a better term, like OKGs. And the term OKG, as we all know, is, uh, you know, the term uh, OKG, as we all know, is kind of a derisive term for uh, getting players that um, nobody else really wants, but you pretend that they're good. Um, Jed Fish has, on paper, gotten some of those guys but they've also turned out to be good. I mean, you look at it, a Tai Tai Uyagalele, a Jacob Kangaika, a Deuce Davis. Look at those guys. Those guys are all really, really good. They were they were definitely underrated by the national scouts right there. And that is testament to Jet Fish. 
And when you look at these guys, if they're going to miss, and this is what I love about this coaching staff, if you're going to miss, you are going to miss big. Um, and that's something that I think is underrated. When Rich Rod missed, it was with five, two wide receivers. Um, when this staff misses, it's going to be with guys who were six foot seven, 300 pounds. I love that approach right there, especially in Arizona, because you're also working with something that you have more of a margin for error for. Um, so there's that, but what he's also done though, is he has just done things the right way. I mean, you look at this coach and he's made tough decisions when he's had to, he let go of Dwayne Walker. Um, and, you know, Dwayne Walker had a pretty good resume, but that just didn't click all the way around. You brought in a new coach and you bring in the Dwight, great Dwayne Aquina as well. Um, I think that this staff right here is uh, is very, very good for Arizona. It's energetic and it reflects Jed Fish. And you just look at it. He inherited one of the worst offensive skill uh, units of all time. Uh, here at the University of Arizona. You had Gunnar Cruz as your opening game starter. Think about that for a second. You had Gunnar Cruz as your opening game starter, uh, Gunnar Cruz. Um, and then at the other positions, you know, you just didn't really have a ton. Um, you look at it now, you fast forward, you got Jaden Delora, who is statistically one of the top 20 wide or quarterbacks in the country this past year. You've got a receiving core uh, starting receivers that I think take a back seat to absolutely nobody and Jacob Cowling and T-Mac. And then obviously at the uh, uh, tight end, you got Tanner McLaughlin, you've got uh, Kean Burnett up front. The offensive line has first or has uh, multiple, um, multiple guys who are going to be drafted, possibly multiple first round picks. So he's done an amazing job of overhauling the entire offense right there. And he needed to do that. Now, the next step is going to be the defense because keep in mind, Arizona went from one win in Jed Fish's first year to five wins to hopefully this year, seven wins. And if they're going to be able to make that jump, it's going to be because of the defense. We're going to preview that. We'll be right back with you. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, the defense got to make that next step now. I have no faith, no faith. I have no doubt that the offense will be very, very good, but the defense now has to be able to make a move. I don't need them to be on pace with the offense, although that would be very, very nice, but I do need them defensively to make that next move, to be able to get in there and um, for lack of a better term, uh, get in there and uh, not be terrible. And what I mean by that is if you could be the eighth best defense in the entire conference, then I think Arizona wins seven games because I think they got a top three offense right there. That to me is what your goal should be. And I think that starts with um, you got to, I think you're going to have a different model of play in the defensive backfield right there with Dwayne, uh, with Dwayne Aquina back there. You watch them. They're far more aggressive. They're far more physical. They're far more aggressive across the board. Um, that is a, that is a big, big aspect to what they're trying. I think to what Arizona is trying to do. Um, <clears throat> then you've got, um, then you've got uh, guys like, uh, uh, you know, uh, we talked about the defensive line, but I think you're going to see a guy like Ephesians Prysock make that next leap. Um, I think Charles Yates Jr. Uh, I think he's going to be a guy as well. Um, 
this to me just feels like a team that can make that again. I don't need them to be great, but I just need them to be solid. And I don't believe that there's any reason that they can't be solid in this regard. So again, I'm looking for uh, Jed Fish as far as the grade goes. Jed Fish gets an A from me. You know, uh, he's followed through in what he said. Now again, you got to keep moving. You got to keep moving. You got. I believe you got to win seven games this year. If you win seven games this year, you're squarely where I think you need to be. But I look. Excuse me. I look at Jed Fish, though, and this was the epitome of a great hire by Dave Hickey. This is a guy um, who um, who knows how long he'll be here, but he has definitely restored the way that you can win at Arizona. And that is a huge testament to what uh, the athletic department and President Robbins was able to put in right here. OK, now. You guys all have a great rest uh, rest of your Friday and have a great weekend. As always, we will be back with you on Monday. You have been listening to Locked On Wildcats. Again, have a great rest of your day and your weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday.